turn in your Bibles this morning to Proverbs, the fourth chapter and the 18th verse. Uh, I am ex- very aware and cognizant of what time it is, so I promise to have you out of church before the halftime at the Raiders game. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18 says, But the path of the just, and that's you and that's me, the path of the righteous is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The Amplified says this, It's like the light of dawn that shines more and more, brighter and clearer, until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. And so we see there that God has got a path for all of us to walk in. And when we walk on His paths, life will get brighter and brighter, and life will get better and better. Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, and he said that God has predestined and planned beforehand for us paths, which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. And so we serve a good God. He's got good paths for all of us. And he has a good life for you and I to enjoy. This morning as I was meditating and looking to the Lord and what to preach. Oftentimes I'll have two or three messages ready. But I feel like the Lord just gave me this thought. And that is this, that we must learn how to walk on his paths. And when you look very closely at the word of God and the word walk, you will see several, several scriptures that tell us to walk. A path denotes steps. A path denotes walking. We want to make sure that once we get on God's path, that we don't veer off and get off of God's path. Now, there's so many distractions and so many things that can pull us off of God's path. So, Scripture started coming to me. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So, the just shall live by faith. Every day when I get up, I have a choice to make. It shows us two different kind of lifestyles there. One that walks and regulates their life by faith. The other that walks by sight or their five physical senses. When you walk by sight, it will get you off the path very, very quickly. But when you walk by faith, you're pleasing God. You're drawing near to Him and He's drawing near to you. And then you and I are to walk in wisdom. We are to walk in wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. We have the mind of Christ. We have a sound mind. We have the mind of Christ. So for everything in life, we can draw wisdom from the ancient of days. The Bible says in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The wisdom of God that is available to you, which is the principal thing in life, is not hidden from us, but God's wisdom is hidden for us. 
And if you will learn to cultivate close communion with the Holy Ghost, and if you will learn to pray much in the Spirit, you will pray out divine secrets, and interpretations will come up from the Spirit of God on the inside of you, and you will know exactly what to do, because the wisdom of God is yours. Amen? Amen. We can cry out for it. It's better than gold. It's better than silver. There's long life in the wisdom of God. So say it with me, I'm going to walk in the wisdom of God. And then connected with that is we are to walk circumspectly. I love this scripture in Ephesians 5.15 in one translation. It says, so be careful how you live. Be mindful of your steps. Don't run around like idiots as the rest of the world does. Instead, walk as the wise. And this just comes to me as I say this. Walk as the wise and walk with the wise. Beware of fools. Beware of evil companionship. Sever, cut off all those things in your life that would cause you to be... It's muy stupido. All right. Look carefully. How you walk. Live purposefully. And worthy and accurately. Not as unwise, but as... Not as unwise or the witless, but as wise, sensible, es muy inteligente people. Everyone say, I am es muy inteligente. That means I'm very intelligent. I'm quick, I'm bright, I'm sharp, I'm good looking, I'm a major blessing. And so are you. And then on this path, if we walk in wisdom and walk by faith, life will get brighter and brighter. And life will get better and better. Then we are to walk in the light. The entrance of his word gives light. Take heed how you hear. Take heed what you hear. For how you hear and what you hear and the value you place on the light that is coming to you will actually be made manifest how it's measured back to you. Everyone say, walk Walk in the light. John said it like this. He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Jesus said, thy word is truth. You've discovered and I've discovered that when light comes and light is walked in and what light is lived out, that there comes an increase of light. You see, this path gets brighter and brighter. See, in the light that you have, if you live it, he'll add more light to you. Say with me, in his light, I see light. So we're to walk in the light and to walk in the truth of God's word. In Galatians 5.16 says we are to walk in the what? Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walking in the spirit is walking in God. Walking in the spirit will keep you on the path that he has for you. Amen? Walking in joy is walking in the spirit. Now, the one that I want to hone in on today for about 25 minutes is walking in love. Walking in love. So look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. This is the one I believe the Lord really wants to emphasize. When you walk in love, life will get brighter and brighter. And life will get better and better. And why is that, Pastor Mark? Well, I know that the Word of God says that love never fails. 
How would you like to have a zero failure rate in your life? Amen. Love never fails. Now, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. And let's feed on this together by reading it. Ready? Read. Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us. You did pretty good. Amen. When it says be followers of God, literally in the Greek it means be mimickers, be imitators of God. Amen. God is love. We are loved children of a God who is love. And we are commanded to walk in love. Amen. Walking in love is walking in the paths that he has prepared for us. Now notice with me in John chapter 13, verse 34 and verse 35. Don't let this be too simple to you guys. Don't check out. Stay awake. John 13, 34 and 35. Jesus said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That means without reservations. That means without holding a grudge. Aren't you glad your father didn't hold a grudge on you? Even while you were his enemy, he still loved you. Oh, my, my, my. That you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples or my disciplined followers, if you have love one to another. Years ago, Jesse DePlantis preached a message in Anaheim at the convention, a message called, What's Love Got to Do, Got to Do With It? And the answer is, everything. So I ask you, what's love got to do with your Christian walk? Amen. It has everything to do. By this shall all men know. By this the world shall see. That Jesus is Lord. If he can, they can see you loving one another. Now listen to this statement. The selfish life is the empty life. The self-centered life is the miserable life. But oh, the giving life is the fulfilling life. It's the brighter life. It's the better life. It's the high life. Amen. The giving life. The happiest people I know on earth are people that give. They understand how to use their time. They understand the gifts and the talents that God has given them. And they don't hide it under a bushel, but they hold it up before the Lord and value it greatly. And they give of themselves unconditionally into the kingdom of God. And by the way, the kingdom of God is the greatest thing going on in the world today. And if you'll seek him with all of your heart and put him first, your life will get brighter and your life will get better. Are you hearing a theme today? Everyone say brighter and better. For me and mine. The giving life is the fulfilling life. The unselfish life is the satisfying life. You know, when I go on to be with the Lord, I want to go when I'm satisfied. He told us with long life will he satisfy us. And he will show us his great salvation, his great deliverance. 
But if I'm going to be satisfied when I'm ready to go, I must stay on the unselfish side of life. I must stay on the giving side of life. Like I told him in Africa recently, I'm 67. I turned that on November 5th. I am not about to retire. I am about to refire. And part of this refiring is a greater ember burning on the inside of me to be a greater blessing to my generation and to the generations under me and to the world. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, me too. So if you want to be happy, live to give and live to love. Now, a major reason why people fail to keep the love commandment is they have not yet received the revelation of how much God loves them. Now, in John 17, 23, I found out that my father loves me as much as he loves Jesus. You can see that in the word of God and that the world may know that you have sent me. And you have loved them as thou has loved me. Man, that just causes the lights to go on in me. If my father loves me as much as he loves Jesus, I don't have to carry the cares of this world on my shoulders. I can cast all my care upon my heavenly father because he cares for me. Like Keith she says, he's not mad at me. He's mad about me. And somebody says, haven't you ever made mistakes? Well, let me ask you this way. Haven't you? We've all made mistakes. We, we don't camp on the mistakes that we've made. We camp on the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Amen. And you've got to watch out for that devil who walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. One thing for sure, he is the accuser of the brethren. And he will bring up your history and he will bring up your past. Let me just read it to you like this in Romans chapter 8 verse 31. It says, if God before us, we could say it this way. If love before me, who can be against me? Come on. Who's going to lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again. Who has given his life to make intercession for you. He sees you in your specific situation. He knows what you're going through. Because he's already been there. And he is the way maker. And he's praying for you. Phew. Somebody shout amen. amen. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Lack? A bad report from the doctor? People that are acting ugly? No, that's their problem, not yours. Distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or sorrow? No, as it is written. We are... For thy sake, we're killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Did you wear your shouting clothes this morning? In verse 37, read it with me. But nay, in all these things, we are more. Whatever may be going on, what shall we say to these things? We shall say, we are not just conquerors. We are Hooper Hyper Conquers. That means Conquers Plus. Say with me, I am more than a conqueror, but it is only through Him and because He loves me. Hallelujah. And then Paul goes into an extra gear and he says, Hey, 
because I'm more than a conqueror, because love is for me, who can be against me? I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. In verse 38, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor the Republicans, or the Democrats, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature should be able to separate me. Don't you ever let anything separate you from this love. If you miss it, don't run from God. Run to Him. I like what Sam Rodriguez said. I just said something about politics. He says, it's not more of the elephant we need or more of the donkey that we need. What we need is more of the lamb. What we need is more of an awakening. Shandai Kashoko Boshaya. We need more people that'll get on their knees and pray for an awakening in America. And that's all I'm going to say about that. First John chapter 4, verse 16. I don't have a long word for you, but if you're catching what's happening today, you're getting revelation. And this is a message that will encourage your heart. I pray that you'll take it to heart. God wants your life to be brighter and brighter. And he wants your life to be better and better. And I do too. In 1 John 4, 16, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. This means that we must have faith in God's love. For God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Now listen to this statement. God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. God is love, and love loves me. Which means that you can't be any better loved when God loves you. So say it with me real strong two times. Love Love loves me. me. One more time. Love Love loves loves me. me. So get fully developed in that fact. Now listen to this statement. This is worth your drive today. Amen? Now, if I got up at 3.30 this morning, you can stay awake these last 10 minutes. Amen. The degree that we believe and receive His love and allow it to be developed in our life will determine our walking in the fullness of His glory and the abundant provision that He's made available. And this just comes to me as I say this. On his path, there are constant and continuous miracles. If you will be that faithful man and that faithful woman, you will be a person that will abound with blessings. You will not have to run after the blessings. Your faithfulness will promote you and launch you into the very favor of God. And when the favor of God comes upon you, there's going to be abundant provision. On God's path, there is always provision. Not only provision materially, but there's provision for your family. There's provision for your soul. There's provision in every area of your life. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in being launched from one level of glory to the next. That's what I preached on in Abuja. Keys to levels, greater levels of degrees of His glory. And this is one of them. Walk in love. In verse 17 it says, Herein is our love made perfect, 
or developed. That we may have sadness in the day of judgment. No. No. Boldness in the day of judgment. Now notice this with me. Because as he is, so he is love, we are love. We are love creations of our creator. As he has demonstrated love toward us, we are to demonstrate love toward one another. But we are also to demonstrate love toward our co-workers. We are to demonstrate love toward our enemies. We are not to hold any grudges in our life. We are not to allow unforgiveness to get hold and get a root of bitterness into our lives. When we walk in love and we let go of those things that would try to bring us down, when we forgive, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven us, when we choose not to be bitter, but rather to get better, I'm telling you, life will get brighter and life will get better. Holding on to grudges does you more harm than the person that you're holding the grudge against. Forgiveness is just releasing and letting it drop and putting it over into the hands of the Lord. When you really forgive, you will get rid of the Sikkim Lord attitude. Well, they're going to get what they deserve. You better not go there. You better not go there about people getting what they deserve because after all, if we got what we deserved, we'd be on the highway to hell. So we're not going there. Let's be merciful. Let's be gracious. Let's be forgiving. Let's be lifters. Let's be blessers of humanity. Yeah, but you don't know what they did. You need to stop rehearsing what they did so that you can heal up. You need to stop rehearsing about your past and how blah, 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 all the stuff and let God pour in the healing balm of Gilead and set you free. Get over it, Pastor Tom says. That's right. That's your Thanksgiving word from PT. Get over it. And there'll be more to come tonight. If you want to, if you want to overcome, you got to get over it. Oh, that's good. Now, when the world sees love in us, they're seeing Him. And there is absolutely no fear in this kind of love. Dread does not exist, 1 John four eighteen amplified. But full-grown, perfect, complete love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. How can you tell if you're walking in fullness of love? You'll have no fear. Because you are so filled with the fullness of love that fear has to dissipate. Everyone say, no fear here. You see, fully developed love casts out fear. The law of displacement takes place. If you're fully developed in love, you will have zero fear. And I love this statement. If Satan can't scare you... He can't stop you. Think about it. If Satan can't scare you. Now that doesn't mean fear won't come. He'll bring his scare tactics. He tried to talk Brenda and I going to Africa. Well, what if you can't handle the trip? All this junk. We stop listening to that and say, we're going. We're on the path God's got for us. 
I'm not going to tolerate fear. Kenneth Copeland says that fear tolerated is faith contaminated. And faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen. Listen, folks, whatever you're facing, the enemy will use scare tactics. But if he can't scare you, in other words, if you'll not yield to the fear, he'll not be able to stop you. He'll not be able to stop you. And so someone says, now, Pastor Mark, how can I love this way? Simply because God has furnished you with the ability to love. He said, I have given you my love and I've shed abroad it shed it abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Now here's what I've learned about love. Love does not depend on feelings. It doesn't. Love is not based on feelings. Love is a choice. David Merritt, Jeremiah said this, love is not a feeling, love is a response. Love is an action. Jesus put it like this. He told us to do four things with our enemies. He said in Matthew 5, 44, I say to you, number one, love your enemies. That's counterculture. That's kingdom culture. Bless those that curse you. Now, wait a minute. You've gone too far now. You better talk to Jesus. Amen? Well, I thought if I was cursed, I'd curse back. I thought if I was spit on and insulted, I'd spit on and insult back. No. He says, bless them. You'll know you're walking in love when the love of Jesus constrains you and holds you back and keeps you out of fightings and wranglings and contentions. If you will keep the door closed on strife, you will have no presence of the enemy in your life. You will have the presence of God flowing in you. Amen. I remember a day when I was looking for a parking spot and I almost had it and someone pulled in behind me and took the parking space from me. And I had my youngest son in the car with me, my baby. You know, babies look up to their daddies. They think we're more than we really are. And so I gave this guy the look. He was on the sidewalk and he kept going, wanting to fight. My hand got over on the handle. And all of a sudden, she Not really, but sort of like that. But the love of Christ constrained me. Somebody says, do you think you could have whipped him? Probably not. Just to be honest about it. I probably would have gotten whooped bad. Listen, folks, you get over there in the zone, in the realm of the flesh, it's wide open to the devil. That's why you've got to be very careful when you're on BART, when you're on the highway. You need to act like a Christian, not like a heathen. You don't know what they got under the hood. You don't know what they got in the back seat. And you'll never find out if you stay nice. The only way you're going to be able to do that is keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the path of God by praying much in the Holy Ghost. Love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And how about this? Kingdom culture. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Think about that. Martin Luther King Jr. said this. I love this quote by him. He said, love is the only force capable 
of transforming an enemy into a friend. I'm telling you, folks, walking in love will make you irresistible. The world may not understand you. They may not even like you. But I've discovered that if you please God with all of your heart, he'll even cause your enemies to be at peace with you. Their tongues that have risen against you won't prosper. Their weapons that come against you won't prosper. Why? Because you're on the path of love. And life is getting brighter and it's getting better. Somebody say amen. Amen. Bless those that persecute you. An old preacher was very upset with either a member of the church or he was upset with another minister. You know, I know what it's like to want to punch people out. I mean, that's the way I grew up. I mean, thank God God's done a good work in me. But listen, he went to this old wise preacher. He said, I'm going to go whip that person. He said, ah, you might be able to whip a skunk, but you may not want to because when you're finished, you'll smell just like him. Jesus said, or Galatians says, we which are in Christ, it's, neither, it's not circumcision, it's not uncircumcision, it doesn't count for anything, but only faith, now listen, activated, energized, and expressed, and working through love. Faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. You will not be able to stay on the path unless you're walking in love. Dad Hagen was known for faith and prayer in the Holy Spirit. But one of the greatest characteristics that I knew about Kenneth E. Hagen was he was a man out of, lo- out of love. He said this. He said, a step out of love is a step out of God. You can't afford it. A step out of love is a step off the path. What do you say we stay on the path? If we want to succeed in life, we're going to stay happy and stay strong and stay in the love of God. In closing, turn to John chapter 14, verse 21 through verse 23. You getting anything yet today? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. You better be getting something. Hallelujah. I'm just playing with you. I want my life to get brighter. I want my life to get better. I want to go from glory to glory. Now notice... Here's what Jesus said in verse 21. He that has my commandments, we do have his commandments. His commandments is to walk in love and keepeth them, or in other words, does them. He it is that loves me. We show him how much we love him when we keep his commandments. And he that loveth me shall be loved by my father and I will love him. And what will he do? I will manifest myself to him. Now look what the Amplified says. He said, I will reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him. In other words, visible. And I will make myself real to him. Now what this is, guys, this is your good, good father manifesting himself in your life on your path. Show him you love him by keeping his commandments and keeping his words. And then in verse 23, let's drop down there in the Amplified. In verse 20, 21, 23, read it with me. Jesus answered, If a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teaching, 
and my father will love him and we will come to him you want him manifesting himself in your life you want him to enable you to have life and have it more abundantly the psalmist put it like this he said because he has set his love upon me this is what I will do for him this is Psalm 91 verses 14 through 16 Because I've set my love upon him by keeping his word and obeying his commandments, he says, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. That means you'll be too high for capture. You'll be set on high. You'll be safe. You'll be exalted. You will enlarge and you will grow. Because you set your love upon him, because you have known his name, you can call upon him and he'll answer you. Call upon him in the day of trouble, and he'll be right there for you. Because you sent your love upon me, I'll deliver you, I'll honor you, and then lastly, with long life, I will satisfy you, and I will show you my salvation. Oh, do you hear it, saints? Do you hear it? On God's path, there's satisfaction. I know the Rolling Stones sang a song, I can't get no satisfaction. But when we came to Jesus, we got plenty of satisfaction. He will satisfy us with long life. He will enable us to live long and to live strong so that we walk this path right out into glory. Hallelujah. Stand up, everybody. Let's give God praise today. Whoa, glory. Well, I've done it again. I preach myself happy. I hope I've done you some good today. Keep his commandments. Raise your hands toward heaven and say, Heavenly Father, I choose. I choose life. I choose to stay on the path that you have ordained for me. I shall walk by faith and not by sight all the days of my life. I will walk circumspectly. I will walk in the wisdom of God. And by the grace of God, this love you've placed on the inside of me, I'm going to walk in love. I forgive anyone and everyone that has ever wronged me in my life. I let go of all grudges. I release all bitterness. And in the name of Jesus, I thank you for cleansing, for strength, and for taking me into a better life. Hallelujah. A brighter life. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm glad we've got someone on the inside working on the outside. Love of God on the inside, rising up, dispelling fear on the outside. Amen. Faith on the inside, rising up and expelling fear on the outside. Hallelujah.